great Scott. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome in to the Thursday edition of the Great Scott Show. Some of today's show is pre-recorded, and I have to tell you that because James Butler is here, and because we weren't able to do it live, I couldn't just give him the the, the full keys to the vehicle. I couldn't say, okay, it's going to be the James Butler Show today. One day, it's going to happen, but today is not that day, but the former Raging Cajun and NFL wide receiver is sitting across from me. He's already just turning his we, – we have these chairs that you can kind of turn back and forth. What's bothering you? You, you look like – what? I haven't seen you. Know, first of all, it's great to see you, but you look stressed. Are you all right? Back by popular demand. You know, I get hit on Twitter all the time. People say – James, we need you to get back on the show. You know, we we like when you're on. We don't like Scott that much, you know. So I have to come on here and really you know, speak some who, sense. Who, who specifically tweeted? Why, you? why would you? We ask don't me that? like Scott. Why would you much? ask me that? I'm not putting people out on blast like that. Well, that's not. They, that's not they, fair. They to made them. it public, obviously. Oh, so they're DMing you this. If you if you paid attention to my Twitter like a good friend would, I do. Then maybe you would know who yeah. sent me these things. You don't. You don't tweet it. To, you quote tweet a good bit. Like this is funny, or I'm fired up, or you know that's cool. I mean, that's yeah. that's mainly what you do on Twitter, James. Don't act like you're some, you know. I, I talk to people on Twitter. There. Twitter connoisseur. I talk to people on there. Okay. You know, but you just you you choose not to interact. Case in point. That's not true. When I first of all. I interact anytime you tweeted me, and I have interacted with you lately without even you tweeting at me. Case in point, case in point, we had two people drop out of our fantasy football league, Mm -hmm. and I made a point not to call you because I knew you were going to give me flack for being into fantasy football. That's why. So that that makes my point. Yeah, because you always like, it's not real. You're into it too much. All this other stuff. I've never said. First of all, fantasy football is great. It's fun for everyone that plays it. I gave you flack because you were blaming the woman in your life anytime something bad would happen on your team. Yeah, you're right. That's what I was giving you flack for. So let me ask you a question. If, 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 whose fault is it if a team does bad over the course of a period of time? That's the GM, right? He's he's drafted bad. He's put the team in bad, really bad contracts, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Sometimes it's not always coaching. Sometimes it's so the GM. you went from who is it to sometimes it is. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's it's a joint effort. But in my case, it's like a hundred percent of the time. What about when things go right? Then it, it's it's me. <laughs> it's the coach. You know? I, I don't know how she puts up with you. I don't I know mean, either, man. You know, I don't know either. All right, all right. But see, we're already agreeing on something to start. That's good. That's good. Uh, we haven't we haven't uh, talked to James in a few weeks, but glad to have you on this morning. 
we're here we are. We're what? 12 days away from UL kicking off their season. LSU kicks off the day after. A week after that, the Saints kick off. The Thursday before the Saints kick off, you've got um, Bills Rams to, to begin the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there anything better than like the first few weeks of football season? What's crazy about you asking me that? It's like someone said, I, for, I seen it on Twitter. Someone said that around this time of year, you, it's a smell in the grass that you get, and it's like it, it kind of reminds you of like that first week of the season, like when you used to play, and like it's like nostalgic almost. It's like man, the season is about to start. Also, you you get that same effect when it it gets a little chilly outside, and it kind of gives you that feeling like okay, yeah, we, we're about to be in mid season form or something like that. So yeah, man, it's it's listen. There's no better feeling, especially being without sports for a while. You know, I was pretty depressed there for a little bit. You don't, I mean, baseball isn't a sport? It is a sport. Okay. You said without sports. You know what I mean, like football and basketball. I do, I do. I know what you mean for sure. And it is, um, I I know, you know, the first few weeks of football are great, but I, I always maintain the best month, of the year is the month of October. I, I I can I can agree with that. First of all, the, the the fall weather and then fall kind of leading into winter by the end of it is the best. You have the meat of the college football season, mm-hmm. uh, the second half of high school football season, mm-hmm. some great NFL games, um, a lot of NFL teams, even the ones that are like not quite meeting expectations, you're still at a point, at least for part of October, where you're like, mm-hmm. you know what, we can still turn this around. So like, right, right. there's still some optimism everywhere. The NBA starts at the end of October. That's true. The World Series, the time where some people are like, all right, I don't watch baseball year-round, but I'm going to pay attention now. October, mm-hmm. right? You've got right. playoffs. You've got all of this. It's just, it's it's the best. The weather, all of it, man, the tailgate. And then, you know, from a work standpoint for me, there is a lot of stuff, not so much to show. This is, a, a, you know. Like a lot of content? This is a small part of, yes, for the show it's great. There's a right. lot of content. But the show is a very small part of, of you know the job. I have to wear a lot of different hats here. And what I'm getting at is, like, the start of football season, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that goes into it with all the stuff we do on multiple stations and high school games and, college and production and training and stuff like that. By the time we get to October, that's kind of it 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 it's starting to find a rhythm and then right. I can step back and right. let some other people do stuff and then kind of not have to worry as much until college basketball starts. And then we have a, a decent amount of stuff that goes into the production of that and UL and whatnot. So it's like that one month, it's like the show is I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff. You know, there's plenty of content. The weekends are great. They're full of football. The weather's perfect. I mean, it's it's the best month of the year. Are we gonna do the uh, the bets again, like for the, the games and who's gonna win, who's gonna lose? So I can. You mean week to week so when I you can come show in? You, so I can show you that, like, because I, I beat you, what, you the last time. I tell you what. No, you didn't. I did beat you the last time. Yes, we, I did. What we're gonna here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna need to come in here one more time. Before you have to go to Canada for a wedding. Yeah. Okay? okay. And when you do, we're going to make predictions okay. for the season. So okay. because you're not in you're not able to come in here every week. I'd love to have you on every week. 
obviously, as in your world, you claim that the people want to have you on like every day. They do. They do. But you're a busy man. And so that's not – so I think we, we do we do predictions for a number of teams, and then we make some NFL playoff predictions mm-hmm. like today, who's going to make it, who's not. And then we go back at the end of the season. And we also need to devise a point system, right? Okay, okay. if you predict okay. the division winner, it's worth this much. If you predict okay. – you know, if you predict that this team to get to the playoffs, but as a wild card, you they, they won the division, you still get a point, but you don't get as many. Right. But you know what? I, I kind of don't want to play anymore after you say that. Because you know my you know what my answer is going to be, and I can't change that. I can't like I can't deviate from what my answer is going to be. Well, what I it, I don't think the Saints being in the playoffs is a bad bet. No, I'm not I'm not just going to say that. You know what I'm going to say. So, I mean, never mind. It's going to happen. So eventually, I'm going to win. <laughs> what what you're what you're insinuating? James Butler is here. Um, he is for those that maybe are new listeners. James is from New Orleans, and um, he's fan is short for fanatical. He's fanatical about his teams. And he gets on me claiming I'm a hater for being objective at times. And I'll have you know that I I, I have expectations for, for the Saints this season. I wow, think they're going to be good. that's big coming from you. I think they're – well, it's not big. It's realistic. They have all the makings of a team that should absolutely be in the postseason, compete for the division, and and, and have a good year. Wow. They should. Wow. That's I'm They should. I'm taken back that you literally just said that. Why wouldn't I? Because I've never heard you speak this way before. Say something. Two thousand and nine I said the Saints were gonna go to the Super Bowl. Did you really yeah. say that? Yes. Yes. How did you how did you call that though? I'm interested to hear. Because of the way the schedule's set up, I felt like they're gonna win the division and if now I wasn't necessarily thinking thirteen and three, it all played out and then when they started four and oh, it was like, let's let's roll here. A lot of it had to do with the margin of victory from the season before. They had lost a lot of really, a mm-hmm. lot of one-possession games. Um, and it felt like young team coming up, all the ingredients, once they flip that around, if they just turn that around a little bit, and instead of losing the majority of these, if they win at least half of them, mm-hmm. well, they're going to be... You know, they're going to have like three or four more wins. And they were, I think, maybe eight and eight, no eight. So they ended up winning almost all of the really close games um, and then went on to win the whole thing. And, and you know, there was – it was it was a fun year. I also, you know, predicted it in 07, and they were not good at all. Um, in 2018, I predicted it, and it didn't happen, and that was the yeah, that nefarious be, nine call, yeah. which well, it should have – Well, technically it, you're it, right. It, it, right, right. Technically you're I, not predicting the Saints to go for the record. Hey, man, why you no. got to do that? Because if you would have said it, it would have happened, obviously. I, you say it all the time. I know, but I'm not you. Well, so obviously, what do you, so obviously. you think I wield this guy? I didn't listen. I didn't call it in 2009. You did. So apparently you have what some you type of you power. Call you call it all the time. But I didn't call it in 2009. Though. Because you just weren't calling it. But had you called it, it, you would have called Yo, it. <laughs> 100%. But I didn't call it, so I can't hold that position. It has to be you. <laughs> So because you just said that. But, dude, like, I told you about the seasons where I called it and I was wrong. But still, but you just said 2007. I've made it a number of times where it was not, it was not, I wasn't even close in 07. It was, and I'll be honest, in 07 it was, I was all Homer all the way. Okay. Well, that doesn't count then. I guess not. I so, mean, there was, there was a period where it was hard to, it's still difficult to be objective at times. It's, it's easier to be objective, like, 
in this seat than it is when a game is happening. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching at the game as it unfolds. I mean, it's forget about it. I'm 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 it's all mm-hmm. the fan in me is just coming out. Let me ask you this. I seen this somebody said this on Twitter. Speaking of the old Saints years, 2013. Did you think once we got into the playoffs that you think we we're going to go to the to the Super Bowl that year? No. You didn't think so? No. I thought they'd win their first road playoff game ever, and they did. All right. I didn't think they were going to beat Seattle. Okay. On the road? Yeah. No. That team was was too good that year. Winning in Seattle in January, and you know they were kind of beat up. The problem with that season is they, they blew a game late in the season in Carolina. Totally blew it. Cam Newton went on a drive at the end of the game. Went down the field. I th- gosh, I want to say it was actually Ted Ginn, maybe that caught the touchdown for Carolina. I think they had a game winner. It was a game they just totally blew it. If they had won it, they would have won the division. Mm-hmm. They would have been hosting a game. They would have been set up a little differently. They might. They probably would have ended up losing at Seattle, but it might have been in like an NFC title game. Mm-hmm. It it would have just been set up different. But having to to begin as a wild card really hurt them that year. And that game they lost at New England at the last second yeah, as well when Junior Gallette was held like yeah. I mean they they might as well have been holding them with like handcuffs they yeah. call that yeah. Brady. So there there were there were moments in but that, again but even without that they had a lead in that game and they they blew it late. So there were there were again it's it's a lot of those one position games I mean you know, you're all a minor of the Cajuns. Look how many one-possession games they won last oh, year. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why I like, knew this year was going to be, for the Cajuns, I knew that this year was going to be tough regardless. Because, you know, I worked some of those games. I traveled to some of those games, and I got to see them up close and personal. And I've seen, like, first of all, the the, the, the talent in the Sun Belt right now is just unbelievable. And you think so? I think so. I don't think, I don't think, I think... I think the Sun Belt East is strong. I do not think that the I think the West Division is not very strong, and I think that bodes well for the Cajuns. Okay, like but- I, I, I from a schedule standpoint, I'm I I coaches won't say anything, and and players won't either, and nor should they. But from a strength of schedule standpoint, this will be the the weakest one the Cajuns have had in quite some time, right. and that's not a bad thing when you're replacing a, a, a good bit of players and on the line and you have a new quarterback and a new coach, albeit new, he's, he's been there a while, but, but new head coach. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing to start at home and, and to have the schedule that they have, honestly. Um, you know, if they were starting at Alabama, like they did in, in Billy's very, I think that was his first game ever. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, I think that would be, I don't think that'd be a good thing. All right. Um, so I, I think the schedule is very good. And I think I, I'm with you in terms of like the Sun Belt as a whole. Like, no offense to you. It's a it's a stronger conference than when you Definitely, hundred percent. Much, much stronger. I mean it, when it, I signed it, at UL, it was like they it was a couple of articles saying it was the worst conference in college it football. Pro- it, and it and it pro- it probably was. It it was it was probably the weakest, you know, the Mac back then had a couple of teams that mm-hmm. were noteworthy, but that's not the case anymore. I mean, the Sun Belt is terms of group of five is 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 really strong but I think a lot of the strength this particular season is in the other side oh, of it yeah definitely. and so if you're the Cajuns I mean win the west and then you're in a conference championship game right. and then see what happens right. I mean that's you ask the players what's the goal the first 
thing that comes out of their mouth is, oh, win the Sun Belt. Win another Sun Belt championship. That's the first thing. Now, every team has a list of goals, but that's number one, and I think I think they have a good chance to do it. I, I don't I don't think that the the winning streak is going to continue throughout the year. It's it's going to end at some point, but on paper, they're going to be favored in a lot of these games and schedule, I think, you know, maybe a couple of these teams that we think are going to be good aren't, and a couple that we think are going to be bad or good. That tends to happen every year, but it always balances out. A lot of schedules when there's a few surprises on it. Like there's going to be a team on the Saints schedule this year that right now we think the team's going to be right. good and they're not. But it's going to balance itself out because there's going to right. be another team that has really low expectations that's going to surprise people in the right. NFL this year. Right. So right. even like, though like we those. always do the, oh, well, you know, can't really look at strength of schedule now, it's like usually it balances itself out right. most of the time. Right. Now, I agree. Basically what I was saying was like, I worked the Arkansas State game last year. You know, I I go to a lot of the games, even the game that I seen you at. Those were very, very close games. And I mean close games to the point to where you're entering the fourth quarter and you're like, I don't know if we're going to pull this out or not. They beat Nickel State by. You know, even that. You know, so it's like, even with Napier, even if he stayed, I still came into this season thinking it was going to be way tougher than, it's not going to be just a, we running through and, you know, not saying that we were going to lose a game, but I'm just saying, like, it wasn't going to be as easy as, you know, people thought it would be. And I knew that coming in. But, you know, Coach, Coach Dez is going to do his thing. You know, Coach of the Year, I'm calling it right now. You know, coach of the Year? Yeah, Coach of the Year, yeah. In the Sun Belt or in the NCAA? I mean, we go both. We go big. You know, it don't matter. It's always waffles between, I'm going to give you real analysis, but I'm going to yeah. end it with, Championship, <laughs> <laughs> something just. I mean, look, I, I, I like, I like Coach. Um, I have a lot of respect for him. That'd be awesome. I am not predicting that he will be the NCAA Coach of the Year. Why not? Because I, I don't think there, he's going to be the best coach in college football this I year. I think he is right now. Like, okay. As we stand right now, he's the best coach in college football. All right, but listen. When I say these things, I want everybody to know. I truly believe this. Like in my head, I but cannot you do, and you don't. I do. No, I do believe it. Yes, I do. If you I, believed I it earlier, you wouldn't have said, Scott. You have to say the Super Bowl thing, not me, because then it won't happen. Because you already did it. No, but <laughs> you already did it. You already psych- manifested. I, you really do need to see a therapist or something. I Why? Know. I don't know. A, maybe a psych. Maybe a psychologist. There's something about your psyche. Nah, man. When it comes to like the Saints and stuff. And like the Pelicans and the Cajuns, and and you know fantasy football as well. Yeah, I know. You, I, I do have you a problem. Treat the wonderful woman in your life. That, I don't treat her bad, man. I don't. It sounds I, it like just, you just blame her for. If we lose, yeah, I do blame her. Like I told her, I said, "Listen, it got so bad. It got so bad. Like I told her because the year before last year, we had a losing season and we didn't make the playoffs. And I, <laughs> I told, her, I said, your job is on the line right now. Like we might not renew your contract." And so her really? mom was like, I asked her mom, I said, do you want to, like, do you want a GM position? I would definitely hire you if, you know, I'm I'm going to renew her contract for this year. If she does bad, then, you know, we're going to hire you. But, you know, we had a good year last year, so I renewed her contract. And so we moved mm-hmm. forward with that, you know. Really? What do you, what, what do you, what do you pay her here? What do I pay her? Mm-hmm. You said contract. Uh, money and bills and stuff like that. Okay. Just, just. That's what I pay. It's so it's more just like overall life and relationship. You're 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 paying her to 
basically be a sitting GM, though you admit you make all the decisions, but when things go wrong, you blame her. No, I, I, I ask for feedback sometimes. Really? Like what? Like last year, there was a situation where on my draft board, we had, um, what's his name? We had Jalen Hurts available, and that's the quarterback. But James Winston was available too. And so I, I said, listen, I said, listen, we had two minutes on the clock, and I turned to my GM and I asked, this is the guy that we wanted. He's available. But Jameis Winston is right here, and we can grab your him. your your preseason MVP pick. By the way, that that could have happened. That could have happened. That could have happened if he would never got hurt. No, it was ridiculous. It could have happened if he wouldn't got hurt. Would not have happened. What about this year? He could. He, he might be uh, comeback player of the year. Well, he's going to be. He's going to be MVP and no, comeback player of the year. Not going to happen. One it's, of those two. One of those two might happen. MVP is not going to happen. Why well, can't be both of them? Well. Comeback player of the year, it could happen because of the injury and if the Saints do good. Um, MVP, he's never shown that he could play at that level, but also I have some questions about the O-line, and I think that obviously will impact the offense overall. The the strongest, look, defense and special teams are really good for the Saints. Offense has some great talent on it, but the O-line's got to come to play, James. Let me ask you a question, serious question. If you had a choice, who would you take? As your starting quarterback for the Saints right now, Derek Carr or James Winston? Probably Derek Carr. Oh my gosh, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I'm gonna let you guys live. It's been Boy. fun. It's been fun. Are you serious right now? We'll talk more about that when we come back right after this. <laughs> James needs a break. Apparently, he is just. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Probably so. Yeah. Right now, but today, you're undecided. But you're undecided. I mean, it's not like a slam dunk, but right. but today I would take Carr over Winston. Yeah. What about Jalen Hurts? No, no. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show continues. As James is in shock, he's in shambles. <laughs> Pre-recorded with our guy, the former NFL wide receiver. Don't go anywhere. We're right back right after this. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Thursday. <clears throat> James Butler, Jimmy Butt, Jay Butt. Mm-hmm. The Butler did it. The Butler did it. The former UL and NFL wide receiver, a state trooper, a friend of the people, a friend of mine, uh, and a guy that uh, he somehow is upset at me for thinking that at this point in 2022, Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston is somehow blasphemous or ridiculous. Negative. Why? I mean, you you were over there like, you th- you said you were going to leave. First of all, why didn't you? 
man, first of all, why would you even say something like that? Because it's true. You asked me if, who I would take if, the, if you could start Derek Carr or Jay. Now, listen, in a vacuum, that's my pick. Now, if you want to get all technical and say, well, the season opener is in a few weeks and he hasn't been in the system. Okay, yeah, sure. Then you're right. Yes, Jameis. No. But if you're saying in a vacuum, if you could have started the offseason with one or the other, uh-huh. yeah, I would, I would have taken Derek Carr. Okay. But you were kind of apprehensive about it at no, first, right? No, not really. So so it's a slam dunk, Derek Carr for Jameis Winston. The slam more, dunk. The more I think about it, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. Okay. All right. It's well, not like it's Jameis. I mean, he's not he's, – he's, he's not – come on. All right, what about Jalen Hurts? No. Okay, he's a stunning quarterback, right? Yeah. What about Marcus Mariota? Absolutely not. Well, now you're just being ridiculous. <laughs> he's Are a stunning quarterback, me? isn't he? Um, For how long? Yeah, you're right. Week one that's a, that's against the Saints. Yeah. Might not be after that. They're going to – here's what's going to drive me crazy. When he rolls out and just has a big gain against the Saints week one, I'm It's going gonna, gonna to hate it. Saints are going to win that game, though. Don't worry. What about Tua? Um, come on, Scott. Are you serious right now? Why are you probably, thinking about this? Probably, probably not. I mean, g- give me some. I don't think. I mean, Tua hasn't shown enough. Period. To this point, okay, he hasn't. But are we just saying for this season alone? Or are you saying you know? I, you're starting a team right now, and your only two options are James Winston and Tua. Who if I'm taking? starting now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Tua. You know what, Scott? I'm done maybe. with these questions. I'm done. I don't because obviously. <laughs> I don't know. You, maybe Jameis. I, I don't. I, I don't have an answer to that one. You're yet. a hater. I don't have an answer to that. I'm not a hater. You're a hater. No, I'm not. What about Mac Jones? I think I would take Jameis. I think people are. I mean, look, Mac was good as a rookie. He, he was. He was good, but. I need see the thing about Carr is I have a with Carr and Winston I have I have larger sample size right okay. with Tua and Jalen and Mac Jones I don't what about and Daniel so, Jones then James Winston okay okay yes. I see right. I have well. enough film on Daniel Jones <laughs> no I think I would take Jameis over the other guys but it's it's worth pausing to consider you said you know Tua or or Jalen or something like or Mac Jones it's worth pausing to consider because. You're thinking long term, and do these guys maybe have a higher ceiling? But a lot of people feel like this might be the year it all comes together for Jameis. I just want the guy to be healthy more than anything. I, I, just, I just want him to be healthy. I mean, he hadn't even been, been missing practice. Okay, he was back out in Green Bay, and he's practicing a little bit. Good. So you need is he guy. like doing team though? You get that guy. He's he's back out there with the team, and he's coming along. They're 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 bringing him along at uh, the kind of pace you should for a foot sprain in camp. But, like, I just – the O-line for the Saints has to protect them. But and what's your problem with the O-line, though? I think the O-line is okay. I, I have questions about Cesar Ruiz. I have questions but I thought about – I thought know, he played good in the in – the, in, the, in what? In the preseason, in that one game. Oh, so you're you're good because he did okay in the preseason No, but I'm saying, game? like, I, it, it's, it's definitely a good sign to me because <laughs> I heard that – you know, they I were basically so. they, they were working so. with them and trying to get them to be based better. on last year. I have questions about Caesar Ruiz. Okay, that, that's I have questions at left tackle because James Hurst is going to start, um, and Trevor Penning is not going to be ready. Um, I think McCoy is great. I think Ramchek is great. Ramchek is not taking many reps at all. He's. I mean, I wouldn't either. Uh, 
from a depth standpoint. And then Andrews Pete, you know, not as bad as some people make him out to be, right. but his he's still not somebody you're trusting the same way you trusted like Jari Evans ever. You know what I mean? Right. I, the depth on this O line, it's listen. not there. Like you get you get a couple injuries there. You got depth at receiver. You got depth in the secondary. You got depth on the D line. I'm for Jameis. You need him to be healthy. You need the U line to be good. And I think let him spread the ball around and do his thing. But I don't think Jameis is about to go out there. Oh, he had the five thousand season and the thirty for thirty season. I, I don't think this is going to be an offense that's just lighting the world on fire. And they don't need to. They were dead last last year in the NFL. And we won nine games. All you got to be is like middle of the pack. And if you do that, you got a chance to win the division. All right. <clears throat> well, if you if you go back, I I thought that in my crazy take, I would never got trouble. I would never got pinning in the first place. I'd have got two receivers. That's just me. That's just two. What, but you got. I mean, you got Jarvis Landry. You got Michael Thomas. I back. still would have got two receivers though. I'd have gone after. I would have taken Jordan Davis. That dude is. Whew. Yeah, you got a point beast, about that. Man, man so I didn't even good. think about How that. How did he right. even slip? In the draft, like he did, I would have right. focused on that. Dang, but anyway, imagine the Saints' defense with Jordan. The Saints' Davis, defense, though. you know, they've they're they're going to be okay. So you shout would, out to you my would, boy Ringo signing with the Cardinals. Man. You would That's take Jameis over Derek Carr. I would. You made that clear. Hundred percent. Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston. What are you talking about? Why are you looking at me? Stop like it. <laughs> Justin Why? Herbert. James Winston, what are you talking Stop about? Stop it. What has, what has Justin Herbert done? Oh, I don't know. Well, look at the last two years. What He's done, he done a hell of a lot. He, 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 did, he did he make it to the playoffs? Does he? Is that what determines if someone's good or not? I mean, apparently. Okay, did he so make it to the playoffs? So you don't think Jameis is very good? I do think he's very good. Well, he didn't make it to the playoffs. He would have this year. How do you know? Because I know he would have. We're five and two. We're on our way. You see, you don't. This is this is the James Butler ridiculous mindset. I'm not taking anyone over my quarterback, Scott. You know that's that. Not, that's not you can purpose. name you can name anyone you want to. I'm going to say cool. James Winston. You know this. Aaron Rodgers. James Winston. First of all, you're friends with Aaron. Okay. And? And he's an MVP. Okay. And? What what locker room likes the quarterback better? Green Bay locker room like their quarterback better? Or the I Saints the pl- like their I quarterback better? I think the players better? do. I don't know if the coaches in Green Bay all love Aaron. I think the players love Aaron. Who would you rather have a conversation with, Aaron Rodgers or James Winston? An enjoyable conversation. If I, if you're talking about who would I prefer to interview? I, w- I think an Aaron Rodgers interview would be. You could get into all kind of crazy stuff. You want me to get him on the line, see if he Yes. No, he's yeah. At, he's at practice right now. Hey, uh, Aaron, remember me, James? I was in camp. You gave me a ride in your vehicle. He probably will remember. Yeah, he's man, got. He's got a. Um, this is Aaron Rodgers is so weird. There was a nickel. There was a Nicholas Cage bust in his locker earlier this week, what? like a white bust, like you know the bust of the after the Hall of Fame. So there was a white bust, and it was just the head of Nicholas Cage. Okay. And Aaron's surrounded by the media, and he's smiling, and they're like, "Y'all recognize it?" And they're like, "No." He's like, "It's Nick Cage," and they're like, "Why do you have a Nick Cage bust?" And you're like, or he's like, "I don't know, man. Somebody left it here. They just I don't even know where it came from." It's like. What? Yeah, I don't know. What? Man. Now, when he showed up to training camp, he was dressed like Nicolas Cage and Con Air. But what's the point, like, though? I don't get it. I mean, I, I, Aaron Rodgers is, I, I think he, you know, he does psychedelic things. And right, kind of, right. You know, LSD-ish stuff on beaches in other like, countries. How's that? How's that? My point is, he's, he's he could be out there, but I think as far as just like something like the Nick Cage thing is, 
it's it's a great way. He's smart, is what I'm saying. Okay, he's smart. So yesterday, he's surrounded by media, and he's got them and me here talking about a Nick Cage bust. And oh, isn't that funny? Another yeah. stories. Another asking him about some ridiculous thing. Yeah. Or you dressed as this guy? Ha ha. They ain't asking him a ton of football questions. You think he's doing that on purpose? I I think I think yes. But I don't even think it's to try to deflect from having to answer other stuff because there's really not a ton to talk about now because he signed his contract. Right. I think he's just done it so many times that he's just kind of <laughs> bored and yeah. he's just kind of goofing yeah. around. Yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. But what I'm saying is... What if you had a Nick Cage? What if you have a locker where you work? You have something, right? No. You don't have anything? Uh-uh. It's all just at home? Yeah. What if one day you got to your your your... Work vehicle, uh-huh. and there's just a Nick Cage bust in it. I'll Would be you be like, of, I'd be kind of scared. You'd be, yeah, you'd be alarmed, right? You're right, yeah. Like I don't think I, I think Aaron's lying. Like I don't think I don't think it just showed up in his right. locker. But I think yeah. it makes for a funny story, and the media's like, "Oh, look at this, ha ha, it's Aaron." And I even I'm not even making fun of the media. If Jameis Winston had something ridiculous in his locker and like laughed about it, we'd all laugh about it too. We'd yuck it up. We'd be yeah. like, "Oh my god, what is yeah. he?" What does he do? I watched why that does, clip that day. Why does he, he have? Why does he have the base that belonged to the guy in Slayer or you know yeah. the, a heavy metal band? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Oh, that James said it just showed up there. Isn't that funny? Right. Remember when he did air guitar with his crutches on Halloween? Yeah. Yep. Now I'm not really guy. talking about. See, there you go. Love there you. Guy. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, man, it was cool to see because I, I almost cried when he got hurt. I almost. John Payton did cry. Which brings my point. So why did you leave then, if you care that much? He wanted to go to Miami. Whatever. I don't even have a He did. He wanted to go to Miami. I had a conversation. He wanted to go to Miami. I got a real one for you, though. That's the, what? I have a real real question. Why do you keep... What, and I'm so wait, interested to see... ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. I'm Scott. That is James Butler having a pre-recorded day. James is at work, but NFL and UL wide receiver. You realize this is the fourth time this morning that you said, I have a real question. I have a real for question you. for you, though. But is that insinuate that your previous questions weren't real? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> why didn't you Listen, say, I have a real question? I have you? a real question. Why is why should I treat this any different? You, you treat them all the same, okay. you know, okay. but, you know, and I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I appease you. Um, Carson Wentz or Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston. All right. Yeah. I thought she was going to have a kind of. Why would I? Why would Carson Wentz isn't good. Matt Ryan or James Winston? Ugh, don't do that. I'm not. Uh, not uh, I need. I'm, I need Jansen. I'm, I'm not saying Matt Ryan. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Matt Ryan has been a better quarterback in the NFL than Jameis Winston. But you know, with the Saints O line and the question marks and Matt Ryan, you know, not being able to move faster than a tortoise, I, I can't pick Matt Ryan. See how I got Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston. Okay, cool. I think. I, I think. I think it's kind of close. Come but, on, are you serious right now? But Winston, I think, has a – Winston can play you out of games, but he can play you back into games. That's true. I don't think Tannehill can consistently play you back into games. I don't. And, and you know, he's he's it, he's in a good situation for him. But Tannehill's not uh, – I, I, strong run game – I don't know. I'm trying to think of a team. Like if you put Tannehill in like Minnesota, like he wouldn't he wouldn't be any good. Kyler Murray. I I'm not I'm not high on Kyler Murray. I would take Jameis Winston. I don't I I don't I think Arizona's gonna have buyer's remorse with that contract. You think so? Yeah. Drew Lott. <laughs> 
Amen. Are you just? I'm what just, are you even doing? I'm trying to just make my point on that. Why are you trying to make your point? I'm trying to make my point. You're naming bad some of the some bad quarterbacks. These are starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I, I don't think Drew Locke's going to start. He he was named the starter. You think you think he's going to start ahead of Geno Smith? Yes. Okay. Well, neither of those guys. Mitch Trubisky. Stop it. These are starting quarterbacks, Stop and this. apparently you're telling me that James Winston is better than a lot of them. I didn't name the obvious ones that I know you're going to no, say. No, you named the worst ones. These are starting quarterbacks. So, what's your point? James is Winston Kyler Murray is a, a worst, uh, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league? No, no. But if you told me, who would I take? Now, a lot of people wouldn't say that. A lot of people would take Murray. I'm not big on Murray. What about Kirk Cousins? I'd probably take Jameis. See? These are stunned quarterbacks in the league, everybody. But but here's the thing about Kirk, and I've said this a lot. Kirk, no. As there's there's no I could not take Kirk Cousins. See, Kirk Cousins is to this you're not gonna be honest with yourself. Kirk Cousins has been a better NFL quarterback than Jameis Winston. He has. Okay. It's not even really debatable. Now, okay. if you want to say that's stupid, you're just being a homer. No, he, no, 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 I get it. He has been it. a better NFL quarterback. Um, he's just, he's the Times New Roman font of NFL quarterbacks. Okay, okay. Like, basic, but 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 expensive, you know what I mean? Right, right. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't be paying a lot for just average penmanship. He is middle of the pack. Kirk will put up good numbers one week, do absolutely nothing the next. Mm-hmm. If it's a primetime game, he's probably going to suck. <laughs> if it's a noon game with that's the D broadcast on Fox that no right. one's watching, he'll probably do really good. All right. Uh, he's. I mean, the guy. There's two. No, I don't know that Kirk's teammates all. The the reason I think I would say James is I don't feel like Kirk's teammates are all like, I want to go to war for this guy. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's been a better quarterback than James. All right, Jared Goff. Probably, probably Jameis. Come on, man. Probably Jameis. I don't know. Golf's, golf's, I think golf would do well for the Saints. I don't know. I might, I might say golf. No, I'd probably say Jameis. I appreciate your honesty. I mean, golf, golf, you know, with McVay, they would always have the, the, the play call 15 seconds. Once the, once the play like hits 15 seconds, the communication in the helmet goes off. And so they'd always just have it like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, seeing him, Without him, granted it was in Detroit, but seeing him without McVeigh, I think I think see I think guys like Golf and Cousins, those are that's those are actually good questions because I think it's I think it's really close okay. in terms of if you could have one start this season, not at this point in time, like back when training camp started and all right, that stuff. Right. And the OTAs. I think I think those are fair questions. I, I think I think Derek Carr, the one you led with, is better than all those guys. You think, think Derek, Derek Carr is better? I think than Derek Carr is, is. You think Derek Carr is he, better than Kirk Cousins? He, absolutely, yeah. Derek Carr gets ripped a lot, and I, I, I don't know why. How many times has Kirk Cousins been in the playoffs? Twice, maybe. Nope, nope. Because he went to the playoffs in Washington too. Yeah, that's two times. That's three. Because he didn't he beat us twice? In, no, 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 no. That was the other quarterback. Not mine. Huh. No, I think he's been there twice. I don't know. I think he, I feel like he's been there more times. Cars led his team to the postseason a few times. Now one of them, he broke the his year, leg, huh? The year he was actually an MVP candidate, right? He broke his leg, and then they ended up starting like Max McGloin. It was like it was the it was Texans Raiders, and they both had like third string quarterbacks. Yeah. It's like, ooh, yeah. yeah, this is definitely going to be the ESPN wild card opener right yeah. here. The Texans special, as I like to call that game. 
Um, no, I would I would take. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Derek Carr is a good. I mean, the AFC West is just. I actually like Derek Carr. Dacked. Like. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. No, you would take. You wouldn't. You would. But take I just him. don't like him better, better than James Winston because he's on my team. So you said you would take James ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I would. I definitely. Why would. does this always just turn into a, a a psychology of James's mind and how he Man. bounces between objectivity Listen, and I absurdity? Physically, I physically and mentally cannot choose anything differently. I just can't. You, what do you mean physically? Like I just can't. What do you mean? I don't know. I physically can't choose anything different. I just can't. Are like, you doing push-ups when you make these decisions? I physically can't. Like I have to. Like I don't know, man. I just physically and mentally can't. I'm just trying to just any type of Drew Brees you know, in his prime or Jameis Winston. James Winston. Okay. I, I can't. <laughs> just stop. Stop. I can't. I no, can't, no. Scott. I, I really can't. need you to. This is just getting ridiculous. It's I turning can't. into bad radio. Like, what are I you can't. Doing? What do you want me to do? I can't. I, I can't say to, anything. I want you to use your head. I am, but I can't. I'm going to change the subject. When we come back, we're gonna we're gonna get on. I I don't even know. I we're gonna. <laughs> when we come back, James is going to give us his top three receivers in the league right now. But. Just to save him from himself, he will not be allowed to pick someone from the Saints. I, you know I was going to say. I, I, no, you know, I'm not you know doing what I was this. We're say. not continuing this. No, we have to do a, some real football talk. But you right know now. I was going to say. I was going to say Michael you were Thomas, say Michael Jarvis Thomas, Landry. Jarvis, Jarvis, Chris I, that's, Olave, that's exactly what I, I was going to say. I know, and that's ridiculous. So, nobody go anywhere. We're and gonna, I'm sad that you know me well enough to know that I was going to do that. I know you well. I think anyone listening that doesn't know you at all could predict that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start putting caveats on all this stuff just so James doesn't always just go back to Saints better than the Dream. The Sa- he thinks the Saints would win a basketball game against the 92 Dream Team. That's what James No, nah, No, nah, that's ridiculous. Th- exactly. That's that, ridiculous. That's, that's, that, that, no, it, that's ridiculous. You Are you serious it, right now? You think the Pelicans would? <laughs> see, you see how ridiculous you are? You see how ridiculous you are? Uh... Mm. Nah, nah. We the Pelicans wouldn't win. Is I mean, Zion playing or not? I think they. Well, sure, of course you would. I think they would. I mean, the game's changed. It's a different game. The athletes are better now. Is Zion oh, uh, of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? I said the play Pelicans. He's playing. He's looking great. See, no. See what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're trying to rope me into one of these ridiculous conversations, and I'm not going to do it. James's top three receivers, excluding the Saints. Coming your way next from a former NFL wide receiver who I don't know why you should trust his opinion, but I just go ahead and do it. Coming your way next. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Pre-recorded right now, phone line's not open. We have James Butler with me, just 
I can't believe I fell for that trap. You, I, I, I was laying a trap out for you, and you, <laughs> you flipped it on me without even me realizing it. Um, before we, before we get into this, if you're somebody like me, or a former player like James, or anybody, anyone out there, are you having constant pain in your knees or your hips or your back? Don't you want to be living pain free? I'm Scott Prather for the team at QC Kinetics. They're helping people here every day get lasting pain relief. They do it using the latest advances in regenerative medicine. It's not complicated, all right? The science is simple. Concentrate your own body's healing agents. Apply them to your aching joints. Restore damaged tissue. Repair damaged tissue. We're talking about new age, okay? No drugs, no steroids, no surgery. The old remedies of pain are not the only remedies for pain relief. Learn more how regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can change your life. That chronic pain, let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of the chronic. Let's get rid of the pain. QC Kinetics has clinics here and all over America. It is the exciting new, the exciting natural, the exciting way to deal with joint pain with no side effects and no downtime. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Free. At 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. 337-243-4222. QC Kinetics. James, top three receivers in the NFL, and you're not allowed to pick a player from the Saints because last year, as bad as the receiving core was, you probably would have said, oh, Callaway and Hardy and Traquan Smith. You would have said something ridiculous like that. This year, you might be able to get away with the Michael Thomas thing, although we need to see it. It's been a few years. But excluding the Saints, so you have an out here, Mm -hmm. because psychologically, as you said, I physically can't do it. Physically or mentally. As a former NFL wide receiver, step up to the mic there. What is, who is, who are your top three NFL receivers today? All right. And why? I think think the best receiver in the NFL right now, regardless of – if the Saints players are on the list or not, is Devontae Adams, in my opinion. So you think he's better than any player on the Saints? Receiver-wise, I think right now, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I can't believe you said that. But I think like with a healthy Michael Thomas. Okay. It's, right, it's, right, it's, I see it's, where it's going. Okay, you know no, what I'm no, saying? Right, we'll but, so Devontae Adams, he, he – Derek Carr's going to be throwing the ball now. Yeah, true. But I, I, I love his route running ability. I think – that's one of the things about him that's kind of doesn't get talked about enough. He, the guy just knows how to get open. Of course, I'm watching things like that because I play receiver. But, I mean, I don't want to say he's uncoverable because I watched what Lattimore did to him in the first game of the season last year. But he's he's my top guy right now. Number two, I probably have to say – I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Say Cooper Cup. He's been he's been really good for a few years now. Last year was right, just right. a whole nother level. Right. But it's I, I, people were like, "Oh, he came out of nowhere." No, he's been no, yeah, steadily he's been climbing yeah. for a while. It just was the biggest leap was last year. But he's yeah. he's a great player. I, mean, I used to Norm and I got in debates about him last year, and even when Norm was wrong, he wouldn't admit it. But he was yeah. like, "He's not going to do anything in the playoffs." Blah blah blah. It's yeah. like. He kind of, without him, they ain't, they ain't coming close to sniffing the Lombardi. I'm probably, I'd say Jamal Chase. You think so? 
based on what he did. I, I, I watched as a rookie. He was I watched, good. I watched Jamar Chase. Now I don't agree with Jalen um, Ramsey being the top corner in the NFL, but. I feel like Chase exposed him in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. And we can sit here and have that debate because I was really trying to figure out if either Jamal Chase is that good or Ramsey isn't the guy who they hype him up to be. It's one or the other. Chase is, Chase is great. I mean, Stephon Diggs is incredible. I think that's my third. You think it's crazy so? crazy you say that. I, so you would put him third. ahead of... Keenan Allen or yeah. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. All those guys are pretty dang good. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're really good. Um, Keenan Allen <clears throat> route running is amazing that's, as well. See, he gets receivers so that, that – what's the podcast that uh, Brandon Marshall and those guys do? The, I, I Am athlete. athlete. Yeah. So they would go around and they were asking receivers to write down who they thought the top five receivers were. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of them had Keenan Allen, like, either second or third on the list. And, yeah. of course, fans are like, what? This is dumb. Mm-hmm. Why isn't Tyree Kill on here? Why isn't this guy on here? And it's like when the best of the best, because I, I I, I don't know that Keenan Allen would be one of the first guys I would have thought of right. best receiver. I probably would have thought of the guy, the other guys you mentioned before I thought of him. But when the best in the world are all saying his name, then I'm not going to be <laughs> – Arrogant enough to think, nah, nah, they're they don't know what they're talking no, about. Like definitely. The best of the best are saying this guy's one of the absolute Keenan best. Allen, Keenan Allen is legit. People don't realize that. He's legit. If he was playing for the other LA team, everyone would be talking about oh, it. Oh, definitely. Part of if he played in New York, the Giants, oh he's definitely. Sure, but it's it's the Chargers. Yeah. He's legit now. Like he has been in the league for some years. He even he played with Phillip Rivers. I is mean, it his route running that's incredible? Yes. Definitely. He knows how to get open, too. Cooper Cup as well. Um, I want to say Jamal Chase's route running is good, but I think his athletic ability is off the charts. That connection that he has with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. I mean, Cup and Stafford spent so much time in the offseason just not not at practice, just not right. just all the time, constantly throwing. Yeah. Burrow and Chase, all those reps in college, even though they were away from each other for a year, there's that's that's got to count for something. Oh yeah, huh? definitely for sure. So, w- when it comes to that, I want to take a quick time out. When we come back for the eight o'clock hour, the reps like when receivers say this is the quarterback we think should be the starter, and when the coach say we think it should be someone else, what does that do in a locker room? What's that like? And is it is it usually divided amongst receivers on a team of who they think the starter should be? If if it's not obvious, right, for anybody that's having a quarterback battle, and I, I'm asking you that, James, because and you will, there's a, there's still a quarterback battle that's that's not going to be decided until probably late this Sunday night when they want to officially make that decision. We'll get into that. We'll talk a little bit about LSU and people that were claiming Miles Brennan was a was a quitter, which I didn't necessarily believe that. But we'll get no. James's thoughts on all that and more and. His former teammate and good friend Boris Yama has a double wedding coming up, and we've talked about all that James has to do to just get to this wedding and get ready for it. And I, I, I got to ask him what the the party favors might be like, because if they're anything, they're anything like what Draymond Green had at his wedding, then um, holy, 
What? I'll, Listen. Wait. Uh, I'll wait. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's the great Scott show. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott. The great Scott show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the great Scott show, the champion with Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Great Scott Show, hour number two. Pre-recorded this morning so that we could accommodate our friend, the fanatical, crazy, extremely talented. I appreciate it. Not as attractive as me. (laughs) James Butler, former NFL and UL wide receiver, uh, we hadn't talked to James in a few weeks. I love having James on. Um, his mind fascinates me. His fandom is second like to none. Fun, you like making fun of me. I didn't say me. that. That's, that's, I that's what no, it is. I didn't like say that. Fun of when you. have I ever made fun of you? All the time. What are you talking about? When All have I time. made fun of you? <laughs> you make fun of me a lot, too. That's, what, that's, that's how it goes. Oh, come on now. Come on now. All nah, right, so, so you've... Uh, your friend Boris, mm-hmm. former Cajun, former Atlanta Falcon, which we're not gonna, yeah, we're, we're not gonna forget about that part. Yeah, um, a doctor, yeah, anesthesiologist. He's, he's, I haven't, I haven't seen Boris in a long time. I think he'd probably remember me. Please tell him I said hi and congratulations. Okay, I will. He always Boris always cracked me up. I think he's a funny. Oh guy. yeah, he's definitely hilarious. So he's he's getting married. Um. You can correct me if I'm wrong. The way I remember it, his wife is is his wife from Nigeria? No, she's from she Egypt. Egypt, but she grew up in Canada. Okay. So she's Canadian and Boris grew up in uh, outside of Houston and so they're having like two weddings in one? Yeah. No, yeah, a wedding in September in Canada and a wedding in November okay. in Houston. It feels redundant, but there is some cultural and religious things right. that I don't understand, and I'm sure that's yeah. why they're doing all that. So, um, But as somebody that's a good friend of his, you have to you have to go to both. <laughs> you have to get dressed for both. You yep. got to get tailored. You got to do – I mean, what, what, what kind of party favors do you feel that you and the other groomsmen truly deserve for, for all that you're doing here? Listen, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy at all, okay? It's an honor. But if – It's an honor to be in his If – <laughs> If this isn't an open bar, oh okay, yeah, then I truly think that there's gonna be no party favors. Okay, you have us flying across the country. It'll it it'll be an open bar. No, it's not an open bar. I already discussed this with him. Wait, the one in Canada? It's not an open bar. Is that a Canadian thing? No, it's so you gotta, her parents' you, you, you thing. Gotta, okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because they don't want y'all to get all sauced up. Right. Exactly. It's not so much. Uh, exactly. But you, well, I mean, I think Boris should just buy y'all some drinks. No, I, I, in typical James fashion, and me, him, and I, he, our relationship is based off of. I said, Boris, look, you got us flying across the country. You got us paying all this money for 
the travel, the tux, the hotels, so all this stuff. I, and I said, you guilty? You're gonna, you're gonna not like have drinks be free. I said, that's fine. I'll make sure right before the wedding, I go stop at a store or something, and I'm going to get some drinks. So I, I, I said, y'all not gonna stop me. I'm gonna, do, <laughs> I'm gonna do what I have to do. You're not gonna stop me. Well, do, you, do you have Canadian coin? I mean, you are you? I know. I'm what part of Canada out. is this in? Um, Montreal. Okay, you speak French? Nope. I'll okay. figure it out. Trust me. You, <laughs> I, I will figure it out. <laughs> I'm. You're not doing this to me. Oh. So I talked to John Bruce because that's who I'm. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm rooming with. That's who I got the hotel Big with. Big G's son, John, yeah. former Cajun. And that's who I got the room with. And I told him about the open bar situation, and he was pretty upset about it, too. He was like, there's no way. He said, we're going to have to go figure something out. I mean, come on, y'all, y'all. It's just an honor to be in the wedding. I think you should just wish him well. Nope. I think you should leave leave the poor Boris alone. Nope. Nope. So I, um, I wrote about this earlier this week, and for anyone that missed it, go to ESPN Lafayette and check it out. Because Draymond Green's wedding. Did you mm-hmm. see this? I seen it. So he had the baby and form. That's that's celebrity stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing that, that that had the most people talking was the uh, the he was live he was making sure to live up to his last name. Green. <laughs> there was a uh, weed bar, I guess we'll right. call it. And somebody was just rolling up blunts that were about the size of Boudin. And that is this something that like I is this like normal at weddings or is this like celebrity? That's stuff, the right? first time I've ever seen that. I mean, Draymond was out there like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because I'm a stud, I'm ballsy. I don't take no from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to edit out one word in there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's. The party favors at Draymond's wedding were, um, I would say, I mean, some would say memorable. Some would say yeah. maybe maybe you don't. I don't know. I, I, I'll, when I saw that, I was just like, that's anyone that was at that wedding, despite the fact that you had celebrities performing, mm-hmm. that's what they're going to remember most. Oh, definitely. I've never seen that before. He's going to start a little trend here? I probably. I've never seen that. But I just know that won't be at our wedding if. You know, at at Boris's wedding because well, no, I don't think I don't think Boris is gonna if, have a you know I don't think they're gonna have a weed station. If we if we can't even have alcohol, that's free for. Well, you can have alcohol. Party. You just have to spend some you know yeah. Canadian coin on it. I'm gonna have to go around the system, I guess. So right. it's fine, Scott. I'm gonna figure this out. I what hope about you know what that. about the second wedding? That is, he said. Because that's that's the one he's in charge yeah, of, right? That that he said that it's it's a little different. It's Nigerian based, so we're going to be wearing like the Nigerian garments. That's right. Certain but dance that's, we that's have fine. to do. You 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 have no problem with that. You're just, you just your only concern it. is yeah, like why it's are you an gonna, open bar? Why are you going to do this to us? Like you, the most you can do is is let the alcohol be free, man. I mean, would you? You you seem like a, and I, I'm not joking right now. You you are a responsible individual. Oh, definitely. Like, I don't think, look, there's some people that we're joking around. There's some people, you have an open bar and you're like, it's going to be great. I'm just worried about like that guy or that gal. No one's saying that about you. No, I think they are because I, (laughs) I (laughs) know because me and me, me and his wife were very cool, very close. 
like it got to the point to where like if I would call him, she would answer the phone and I would have conversations with her. We're very cool. And I hyped this moment up so much that I think I made her afraid to give me any alcohol because I, I, I basically scared her and said I was going to do all these so crazy really, things. So really, it's your fault probably that, that it's not an open probably. bar. So why are you blaming your dear friend who is who asked you for an incredible because honor? Because no one told him or her to go and say tell her parents that we were going to be an embarrassment. And they and were you truly come. believe that they're like, there's this guy, James Butler, and mm. we have to make sure that it's not an open bar because he'll embarrass all of us. They told me I can't give a speech because I was going to embarrass them. But you can do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, who's going to stop you? They're not going to stop No, get the mic. Scott, I hope you know this. I'm going to get up there and give a speech. And the first thing I'm going to say, I'm going to say. He's going to say, Boris, this is the greatest wedding ever no matter what. (laughs) Nothing can compare to it. No, 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 no. I'm going to say that, obviously. But the first thing I'm going to say, I'm going to say the first time I ever came in contact. If you want to know the type of person Boris and Yama is, the first time I ever came in contact with him was when we we, we signed that UL. We were supposed to meet because I thought Daryl Surgeon was going to be my roommate because we came in together. I got to see him face to face. We got to have conversations. But Boris came at a later date. Come to find out, Boris is my roommate. I didn't know that. So I'm back at home and I get a phone call and it's an 832 number. It's Houston, Houston, you know, area code. And I used to live in Houston so I'm thinking it's Somebody I used to go to school with, and he answers the phone. Hey man, this is uh, this is James. Yeah. All right, man, this is Boris. I'm your roommate. Okay. You got a refrigerator? Yeah. You got a microwave? Yeah. All right, I'm just calling actually if you got all that, so I ain't got to bring the same. Thing. And clicks and <laughs> hangs smart, up the phone. He's smart guy. <laughs> and hangs smart up the guy. phone. Before and, you can be like, do you? Do I have to bring it on? <laughs> smart guy. And, 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 he's a doctor. And hangs up the phone. That was my very first encounter with this guy. And then, of course, you know, we got to school and, and the rest is history. But That's funny. You got any money? Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> Click. <laughs> ESPN Lafayette, the best <laughs> ticket in sports. James Butler, J. Butt, in uh, in 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 the studio with me today. Uh, pre-recorded. James is working out, working for the people. State trooper sees some pretty wild things in his. Maybe that's why his takes are wild. His you know he sees wild things in his everyday life, and it just comes through in his sports takes. But I feel like he would have had these sports takes anyway years ago. Definitely, hundred percent. The, but but I love how every time you're like, let me ask you a real question. James, <laughs> let me ask you a real question. Okay. If there is a real quarterback competition, mm-hmm. not 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 one where it's like a coach is just saying there is and everyone right. knows, no, this guy's the starter. Right. There's a legit quarterback competition. Because you were on the team when there was. Was I? Yeah, I mean, is it Mason? Is it Goche? Is it Goche? Is it Broadway? Goche? I mean, they were there. That's... that's... Mm, it's a little different. My thing is... It's a little different. Question I'm asking. When receivers are divided, does right. that happen where receiver receivers are like, I think it should be this guy or I think it should be that guy? Or when there's a close competition, is typically, in your mind, the receiving room kind of like the telling card, right? The right. one where it's like, that's the tell. Well, it's close competition, but... These are the guys catching the ball, and they right. feel this way. Um, 
I'm starting with the the Chris Mason thing. I think that was a little different because I think everyone knew kind of who the starter should be based on who the starter was. Um, not saying that Chris Mason wasn't a good player, but Blaine was just showing so many flashes of different things. It was like it was hard so to So that try to, fall camp you figured, okay, it's gonna be Oh, uh, definitely. But then but then also too, you gotta remember the the offense that Jay Johnson brought in, it was a lot of zone read, it was a lot of running, it was a lot of, you know, running shooting, all of those things that Blaine is good at. You know, that he excels at. He can run. He can throw on the run. He's you know, he's accurate, all those things. So it was kinda like this is a no brainer. This is the quarterback that it's better to run the system that y'all have. So, now I'm not saying Chris Mason maybe was better for the system that. Yeah, that's that's not. I get it. You know, but but, but I, I'm I'm worried. I'm asking more just about the psychology of a locker room. But in, in a lot of those situations, it's like if it's a true quarterback competition. Um, in most cases, you can see who is ahead. In most cases, you can see, like, this guy might have the edge. We feel more comfortable with this guy. This guy is more commanding. Sometimes it's not just about who is the better quarterback. It's about who brings the offense together and able to, you know, just be a leader, kind of like how Brad McGuire was, you know? And so, um, but I will say if the coaches choose the wrong quarterback at the first sign of adversity – is going to be much worse than would it be if like if 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 the coaches choose a quarterback who the team didn't want to be the quarterback like if if that coaches choose that at the first sign of adversity if something it goes wrong that, I got you if something goes wrong during the season they lose a couple games or they drop a, a game yeah. it's like this guy's not supposed to be playing in the first place and then so you getting kind what of What if it's this, just a, what if it's not but what if it's not divided it's it's uh, excuse me what if it's not Consensus, like it literally, literally, there are receivers that are like, yeah, I, th- I think this guy's better, and others are like, I actually think it's this guy. I don't. I, that usually doesn't heard, happen. Yeah, you don't I've think? Never seen that happen. To be honest with you. So you think right now the only situation that happened if like a guy, if a quarterback is throwing to a receiver eighty percent of the time and throwing to, and he's like, I want this guy to play because like, he's throwing me the you, ball. You think right now at UL because they've only got a few days left that. The receivers, if you ask them off the record, who's who's going to be the oh, guy? They're all going to say the same guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. See, I think, I think that's probably true most of the time. Could this be an exception? Considering because you were talking about the difference between Blaine and Chris back when you played. If a quarter, if the quarterbacks are both good and there's a competition, quote competition, but they have different skill sets, mm-hmm. then. Okay, let's look at what kind of offense they're running, and there's right. your answer. But when they have very similar skill sets, right. which in this case, Chandler Fields and Ben Walrich have very similar skill sets. I mean, heck, uh, the OC, um, you know, he was he was saying that Coach Leger was like, it would actually be easier to make the decision if their skill sets were different, but they're right. not. Is this is this one of those rare situations where you because everything that I've heard is like it's it really is close. They're going to make yeah. a decision. Some feel like it might be Chandler, but maybe Woolrich comes in at some point this season. I've heard some people say, "Well, you listen to this. It kind of sounds like it might be Woolrich." I, I I think this is one of those rare occasions, James, where the competition actually is as close as, as right. what they're saying. Right. But 
you're telling me, and you've you've been in these locker rooms, not me. You're telling me to a man that you feel like most of those receivers would would probably tell you the same guy. But then, but if it's close like that, then it 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 comes down to which one has a better relationship with us. Which one who we feel like if he maybe overthrow the ball in the middle of the field, we're still going to jump for it, even though we know we're going to get hit. But we want you to get that completion. You know, we it's whoever has command of the team, whoever has the command of that position group, is who they're gonna say. If it's close like that, that and whoever has like the better relationship with the teammates, especially receivers, is, is who they're gonna say. Now, when it's that close, what happens when there's a little bit of adversity? Because hmm. ideally, look, you just you want to win, right? You know. I don't see. I, I've never been in that situation. It's it. it I, you, my thing is this: they're gonna they're gonna name a starter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're gonna tell us, but at some point they will, and they and and they want to have this thing set by this Monday, and they don't want this to drag out and then say we don't know. We'll let you know game day. That's not what coach wants to do. He said no. We need to. The kids deserve it. The team deserves it. We we got to have this thing decided. He told me yesterday. He said I do not believe in a two quarterback system. I don't. Um, we need a guy to go in there. And I was like, on one hand, with a lot of positions, Coach, when you say, okay, this guy's a starter, there's mm-hmm. still kind of competition going on. And that works for a lot of positions because you can rotate on mm-hmm. the D-line. You can rotate right. some spots. You can play different guys. You know, at, at quarterback, you don't want to do that. Right. But how do you keep a competition going, especially when it ends and – you know, he said it's a good question. It you have to handle it a certain way, and um, you never want a guy to feel completely safe, and yet you don't want him always looking over their shoulder. But when you have a really close quarterback competition, I think a key for the team is at the first sign of any kind of adversity, and everyone hits adversity, no matter what, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. All right, quarterback's going to have a game that is subpar, that right. where they struggle. Maybe the team wins, maybe they lose, whatever you know that fans are going to be calling for this. So it's really about blocking out the outside noise. Mm-hmm. You've been on some teams, James, that I – and you correct me if I'm wrong. I think you've been on some teams that were good good with blocking out the outside noise. Mm-hmm. Were you on any teams that weren't so good at it that maybe were hearing a lot of the outside noise? Or you feel like that maybe happened after you left? Happened after I left. It seemed Definitely. like it started to happen more. That leadership, man. That – People don't realize how much a leadership plays a role, especially with a sport like football. It's not an individual sport. Like it's not like basketball where LeBron can just take the ball and just it's so many moving parts that have to come together for a play to be successful. You know? And so like the leadership in football is so important because as soon as that is altered, as soon as that isn't as prevalent in the locker room, I'm telling you, like it it's all the problems are magnified. It's, it's magnified, and it's like one person does something, then the next person does something. And it's, you can just feel no, it. There's no checks and balances You involved. can just feel it. Like, for example, I remember after we lo- we got blown out by Arkansas State, that game we came out in all white, and we got back in the locker room, and Coach Hud didn't even have to say anything. Jerron Odom stood up and was like, we're not doing this anymore, man. Like, we're better than this. And just it, it's crazy to say that like a head coach didn't even say anything in the locker room after a loss, but it was like we had such good leadership that he said everything that needed to be said, and and that was it. And we and he was a leader, so we understood it. We listened, 
And we came back the next day, went to work, and, you know, won some games and went to the New Orleans Bowl. So when you don't have that, and it's like. What did Julius say to Bertier? Attitude <laughs> reflects leadership. Oh, for sure. Captain. For sure. For sure. Yeah, man. That's um, James Butler, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. The positional unit that James is going to have to admit he is most concerned about with the Saints. Also, his take on Miles Brennan and more. Don't go anywhere. It's the great Scott show. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. We recorded this morning with our friend James Butler, former NFL wide receiver. College football season kicking off soon. Raging Cajun homecoming early this year, October the 1st. Cajuns taking on South Alabama. And once again this year, you can win the ultimate UL homecoming tailgate party presented by ESPN Lafayette and Fizo's Seafood Steakhouse and Oyster Bar. We're going to give away 50 tickets to the game and the best tailgating spot outside Cajun Field. And all you got to do is show up, and Fizos is going to do the work. They're going to present the table, the tent, the chairs, the wait staff. They're going to provide the food. They're going to cook it right there on site. They're going to have soft drinks all at the prime tailgate spot. And it can be yours courtesy of you athletics, ESPN Lafayette, and Fizos Seafood Steakhouse and Oyster Bar. What are you doing, guys? Why haven't you signed up yet? A lot of you have not signed up yet. It's free to sign up. Do it now. Go to the ESPN Lafayette app. Click on the uh, tailgate party. Little You'll see a little graphic there when you log on to the app. Just click on it. It takes 10 seconds to sign up, and boom, it's done. You can't win if you don't sign up. Tailgate for 50. Click on that on the app or... If you head to ESPNLafayette.com on the What's Hot bar, you'll see Tailgate 450. Sign up for free. I've talked to the people that have won this over the years. We've had a different winner every year, and they all have said it was glorious. You signed up yet, James? You're eligible. Not yet. Do it. Now, if you win it, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm bringing the family, and we're, we're you know, we're going to. You got. I, I can't win it, obviously, but I can right. go. Yeah. No, I'll, if you if you if it's a tailgate for fifty and you didn't even invite me, I would I would be a little hurt. You'd be hurt. I would. Man, that's crazy. I just wouldn't tell you. I just be like, you you wouldn't invite me. He would have a tailgate for fifty and he wouldn't invite me. I don't even know fifty people to even invite. Man. I know, and that's why it hurts that much <laughs> more. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Miles Brennan um, retired from football. Mm-hmm. The LSU quarterback who. You know, it's it's he was there when Les Miles was still the head coach. Uh, mainly a backup, started for three games in 2020, season-ending injury, going to start in 2021, gets some NIL deals, good for him, breaks his arm at a fishing camp, doesn't play, enters the portal later when he's finally kind of healthy, 
Brian Kelly takes over. He says, okay, I'm going to come out the portal. I'm coming back to LSU. And then the other guys were just better. He's married. He's graduated. He's done all that. And uh, a lot of people are calling him a quitter. Nah. It's more to life than just football, man. It's more to life than just football. And I think he realized that. It's time to let it go. Now I can see if he was like, nah, I'm going to leave LSU and go somewhere else. But I think he realized, man, there's other things to life, other things I want to experience. It's time for me to step away and let it go. And I commend him for that. I mean, when when a player leaves, whether they're leaving football, whether they're hitting the transfer portal, Whatever it might be, whether they're they're sitting out because of COVID or a bull, I, I think, I think it's a case by case basis thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying, look, players can do whatever they want. None of them should be called a quitter. No, I think there are some examples mm-hmm. of guys who just quit, right? And they quit on their teammates. I don't think this is one of those. No, it's not. It's not. So, you, lot lot of lot of critics out there, though. You think a lot of them play college football? No. And that, that a lot of people they don't understand that it's it's those same people that that can't differentiate like the player from like real life like the same people that are mad that if like Tom Brady had like a family emergency and missing a couple weeks because he got to go that's not what happened though by the way I know but I'm just saying like you know but they can't understand that because to them. You're just a football player, right? And you don't have nothing. When else Drew Holiday was away from the New Orleans Pelicans because his wife had to get brain surgery right. and have a baby delivered a month early, and he was, nor should right. he have been with the team. Oh yeah, definitely. There were some fans that were like, "Whatever, man. He needs to give him a discount. He needs to do this and that." No, it's like, no. no. Now he he has always publicly said great things about the organization, and I'm sure that's a big reason why. But if you don't invest into that part of it, then get a bad rap who's going to want to go play for you. Yeah, that's why I, I'm not going to say anything negative about that young man. Look, he realized I got other things to do. Football, it can only last you for so long. You know, a lot of us is not going to play until it well until we 45, 46 years old like Tom Brady, you know. It's no it's, 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 a, it's a short span for us. And once it's over, and, and which would segue into another point, a lot of people struggle to find their identity outside of football because it's all you know from middle school on up. So once it's over with, it's hard for people to kind of figure out, okay, what's my next move? What's my career going to be? Who am I as a person? So I commend him for making that decision and saying this might not be for me anymore. I had my fun. I need to set my cleats down and, and, and look at some other things. So I commend him for that. I don't think he's a quitter at all. Give me a situation where you think a, you don't have to name names, mm-hmm. but give me a situation where okay, that's that's a guy that quit on his team. There had to be something in your career mm-hmm. where it happened. You don't have to name names. You don't even be super duper specific. But I, I'm curious to know what you would view as okay. This you you come on, it got a little tough and you quit because it got tough for him and he never even you know he. he some people, whenever they signed Joe Burrow, were like, well, he's hitting the portal. And he's like, no, I want to stay and earn it. Yeah. Um, I, I can't really remember, man. I can't really remember someone quitting like that. What would be, like, what, what would you describe as someone who quits, though? If the coaches are expecting, like, if you continuously doing things 
that's detrimental to the team outside of like, you know, the core values. Like if you're just getting in trouble and you want to just continue to get in trouble instead of following the rules. So you're kind of quitting and staying. Yeah. Coach Robichaux, rest in peace, Coach Tony Robichaux, he used to talk about, he would, you know, he had an acronym for a lot of stuff or different names. He said mm-hmm. a Q&Ser. He said a quit and stay guy. He said, I got nothing for you. He's like, look, if you want to leave baseball and you have other things in your life you want to focus on and you talk to me about it and you mm-hmm. tell me about it, I will support you. Right. He said, I don't have time for QSers. The guys that quit and stay will kill a program. Yeah, for sure. You kind of know it when you see it. So it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. You kind of view someone quitting as somebody that hasn't technically quit in the like traditional terms, mm-hmm. but you know they they they've quit on their teammates in a lot of ways. Yeah, like you like you know what you're supposed to do, but you're not doing it, and you're kind of being a distraction, and you don't care because you're not playing, or you could play, but you know you know certain things are required of you, and you don't feel like you should conform to that, so you kind of just. Go down this whirlwind of just bad behavior, man, and that's my definition of that. I'm not gonna say his name. No, I, I don't want. I don't want to put anyone on blast. But what is your expectation for UL LSU and the Saints this year? First of all, okay, there's one team in that that you asked me about that I don't necessarily want to objectively. Talk what do you about. think? What do you think? How about LSU? New head coach. Mm. Four and eight, maybe. Oh, come on. I don't know. They're not going to be four and eight. Possibly. I don't know. Eight and four, probably. Nope. Eight and four. What about the Cajuns? Undefeated. All right. Okay, here we go. What about the Saints? Undefeated. You know, why did I even ask you? I don't know why. I don't know. know What what was that thing? I mean, you were finally being, like, level-headed. You were being very... You know, inquisitive with yourself and like thinking through an answer and talking about something beyond the surface, and then I just brought you right back to fanatical, <laughs> fanatical Jimmy Butt. I can't, I can't do anything. I know otherwise. it's impossible to get you out of it. It's, it truly is. You got no shame in your game whatsoever. We'll take a quick timeout. Another segment with James. He's gonna. I'm gonna force him to be honest. There's okay. some aspect of the Saints he's worried about. Okay. And I know it. All right. I know it. And uh, a little bit about some. You know what? A little bit about the Pelicans. Okay. ESPN Live. He had the best ticket in sports. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. James Butler. Some things never change. Nope. But at least you no longer think that that is easy E. I never said that. Yeah, you did. I didn't. I never said that. You asked. Is that easy? I never said Don't that. Don't even lie. You remember when that happened? I never said that. That was really funny. I never said that. It was about a year that. ago that happened. I never said that. Is that easy? Have you ever gotten more flack for anything you've ever said on these airwaves other than that? I didn't say that, but... Uh, you asked if it was easy. I didn't say that. What did you say? Yeah, you did. And you got flack for it. And it's pretty crazy considering some of the crazy things you've said on these airwaves. That that's I, I, that's I, what you I, get the I've most flack said, for. I've never said that that was easy. I've never said that. You asked if it was easy. I didn't ask that. Yeah, you did. I said, did you have some easy play? <laughs> See, now, now you're just lying. I asked. Now you, you are have, blatantly lying. I said, do you have some easy to play? Real, real, no, answer the real question. Have you gotten more flack for anything than that? No, because the people know that I'm right. That's why. And they... they, they you know, I can't do what, this. Whatever I, mean, I, I can't say, bring you on if you're just gonna lie though. Whatever time. they say, what did I lie about? You, you you said it. I said what? You said you said coming out of you like, oh man, you're kind of bobbing your head back and forth. Like, is that easy? I said, do you have some easy? That's not what you said. That's that's what I said. No. Do you have the recording of it? No, I do. Do you really? Yeah. You don't have. I it. don't have it right here, but I do have it. You don't have it, so you can't prove it. Oh, I do. <laughs> you really want me to go to the links to do it? I'll do it. No. <laughs> To go pull up one from too. a year ago. I believe you too. I I'll believe, do it. I believe. I, Have you listen. gotten more grief for anything other than that? That had to be number one on the list. Yeah. Norm. Norm right. actually defended you a little bit. What he said. He just said like the very beginning of it. Like he's like that does sound like an early '90s like NWO type of. Yeah. What's interesting too is Ice Cube used no not Ice Dr. Dre. There is a layer in that song, Pass the Mic by the Beastie Boys, that he used in one of his songs, Uncle something. I don't remember the name of it. But mm-hmm. the, like the... Doom, 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 doom. He used it like about a year after they did. I think it's mm-hmm. on the Chronic album. So he's like, in the beginning, I'm like, yeah, but James said this like whenever MCA started rapping. He's like, oh, well, that's that's bad. <sighs> I'm sorry. I did. I wasn't trying to embarrass Again, you. you know? I asked if you had Easy E to play. Didn't. I didn't say that that was easy. I no, asked if you, you had asked. Easy no, you play. didn't say it was. You asked if it was, and said when you thought it might be, which is you know, which is wild, which is wild. This is just crazy. Did you did you come like? Are you trying to embarrass me on here? I morning? I I would never, ever, try to embarrass you. You're Look, you're, you're 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 a man of the people for the people. I don't want to embarrass yeah. you. No, you're trying to embarrass me. Because you know that people, you know, they they look forward to me speaking my truth on this show. And what they, is your truth? They they know that what I'm saying is right, and they definitely, um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what? So they don't know what I'm saying is right. No, it's just I don't know. Watching you over there, like trying to think about what you're gonna say next. <laughs> when your eyes go to a certain part of your head, you're like, how the word this? What? What concerns you the most about the Saints? Please, please answer the question for real. <laughs> I always answer the no. question for real. You're about to say nothing. That's not a good. No, I wasn't. Mean, I wasn't going to say that. All right, all right, all right. I won't preface it then. What What is your biggest concern for the Saints? My biggest concern is probably. Listen, I didn't. I didn't see an issue with the offensive line. I think I didn't realize the severity of it until you brought it to light. 
The depth um, is a concern. The depth of it. Like, I, I didn't realize that. But I'm still not as concerned as you. But after you broke it down, it, it, it kind of causes some concern. Um, I think the linebacker depth, too. Yes. Is yes. what I'm kind of. That's that's 1A and 1B, I think. Yeah. That's 1 and 2 on the list. Because I don't understand. I do understand when Quan was out of position a lot last year. I get it. But I don't understand with him being familiar with the type of defense that we run and him being familiar with the players and the system. Yeah. I don't understand why People we People like, oh, it was a luxury him. to have him and Warner. You got $12 million like in I, cap space right I, now. I don't understand. Like you could – Yes, a luxury. Sure, you need that. Lu- you would love to have that luxury right now because, yeah, Quan was hurt. But guess what? Pete Warner has some injury issues. He can't seem to get healthy. They seem like they're signing a linebacker every other day. Yeah. You got Demario Davis. You're going to run mainly sets with five DBs. But if Warner isn't healthy, and right now he's not, it's just uh, you, you've you've got you've got a weakness out there on the field. And I don't understand why not address that. But th- again, maybe they know something we don't know. So I don't know. Well, they had, you know, DeMarco Jackson. He gets hurt. They, you know, a lot of things happen. But it wasn't like Quan was signed early either. I mean, he was yeah. he was a free agent for a while. Yeah. And the Jets said, look, you can come start. And the Saints were like, well, you might not start, and we want you to play a lot of special teams. Jets are like, come over here. We'll pay you, and, and you can start in your position. Yeah. I guess. He went to New York to play with the Jets. That's what happened. The Jets. Give me a team. Yeah, it's not going to be the Jets. What NFL team will surprise this season? The Lions. You've been watching Hard Knocks? No, I haven't. Why the Lions? I just like the way they play. I, I love Dan Campbell, to be honest with me you. Me too. I, I love Dan Campbell. And I just think they were in a lot of those games last year. A lot of close games. And I, I know they're on the verge to be successful. So I'm definitely looking forward. Shout out to Tracy Walker. But I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, I think they're going to be a team to surprise how what what is surprise to you? Like playoffs are just not terrible. I think they're gonna. I think they might knock on the door to playoffs so you and do just like not Jared get in. Goff. I mean, he's all right. Better than James Winston. He the Lions. I'm with you. If you look at the Lions' schedule, I think they were they were three thirteen and one last year. A lot of sports books have them at seven wins, which I know you're curious about over unders and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I I think the Lions are. I would say if especially if it, some books have it at six and a half, go ahead and go ahead and do it because yeah. look up and down their schedule and look at the quarterbacks they're playing this year. Mm-hmm. When I look at a strength of schedule, a lot of times I'm just saying who's the quarterback of the team, especially with the Saints this year because I think offensively the Saints have some questions. I think defensively they're going to be good unless they have a, a a run of injuries at linebacker, and I think special teams are going to be very good. So because I, I look at that as the strength of the team, I'm not look I'm looking at okay, who's the quarterback they're playing? Right. Week? And if it's not a really good one, I like the Saints to win because of the defense. You look at the Lions, they are not there's a lot of quarterbacks on this schedule where you're like, Oh, they can win that game. Right. Oh, they can win that. I don't think they're gonna be the most talented team by any stretch, but I, I think they're going to be much improved from last year. Won't say playoffs, but I'm with you, I think, knocking right there on on the doorstep. Yep. So over under is, you know, you if if it's over under six and a half, you would bet the under would be six, the over would be seven. 
Okay. Right. And then based on minus 100 or plus 100 depends on how much you can make off of it. Um, you know, what's favored. If a team is, because you were texting me this, right? If a team yeah, is like, it, the Saints are uh, plus in for Super Bowl odds, that means if you bet 100, you get four grand. If they, so would, so if they it's, win it. It's always based off of 100, like, like 40 to 1. Flat 100. 100. Yeah, but then you have plus minus, and that plays into it as well. And then you have futures bets, and then you have, you know, favorite underdog each week, minus oh, or plus. Okay. okay, the Saints are a three point dog, uh, or the you know they're plus three. So oh, they the say Saints like the Buccaneers. A, the Saints are a five point favorite, so they're minus five. Well, if you bet, if you bet the spread and they win by four, you lose the bet. Now, there's also money line, which is ML, which has to do with just straight up who wins and loses. But the payouts are going to be very different, especially if you bet an underdog to win straight up. You know, it's going to be more than if they than if you if you bet on them with the spread, if that makes sense. OK, so let's say. The what, are you just considering like betting? Something? No, no, I just always like, cause you know, it pops up on ESPN. And I always see it like they had like the Super Bowl eyes and it'll say like the Raiders plus 300 or something like that. And I always wondered what exactly does that mean? Yeah. What exactly does that mean? Yeah. It's that's what it is. Okay. So like if the Saints play the Buccaneers and they say minus four and if they win by three. If the Saints were minus four and they win by three and you bet the Saints with the spread, you lose the bet. You lose the bet. Now, if you bet money line, you win the bet. But. You bet a favorite with the money line. It's you're not going to make much unless you right. put down a whole lot of money. Okay. Now you could okay. do like a money line for a heavy. Like if there's a game this year where a team's like a two touchdown underdog with the spread, and you bet the money line, and that just means they would have to win straight up. You could you could win some good money, but most people wouldn't do that. That's they're just betting. Okay. They're betting this. You know, they're betting the plus or the minus. They're betting with the spread because. Okay. And and the books do this because they want to try to get as many bets as possible. Okay. You thinking about laying down some apples now that is legal, or nah, you staying away from? Nah, that? I'm staying you away would, from it. That's a good idea because especially for you, especially yeah, for you. Yeah, you're right. You're you right. gotta you're exactly the emotions right. in you would you're be exactly right. now. I I still maintain that I'll always put down money for my teams to win it all every year, knowing that they probably probably won't, but it's like I have to do it. I just yeah, I, there's a part of me that's like no I'll I'm I'm putting down this money here for them to win it all even though they're a big underdog yeah I'm doing it and I don't care but I like as far as like if I'm doing like daily betting like if I were gonna bet a hundred dollars on a Sunday mm-hmm. and I was gonna spread it all out like it's that discipline of not being a homer right. And if you don't have that discipline, I then don't. you, the, yeah, so you, you should never, ever bet on anything. I think fantasy football has too much of a hold on me with that anyway. Yeah. So and that, I, well, that's I, a good, fantasy football is a good thing to do, right? If yeah. you're, if you're, you know, I don't know what, what the buy-in is in your league or anything like that. I just know you blame the woman in your life anytime you lose a game in fantasy football, which we've, we've covered, but I think that's wrong. I mean, I mean, why, why do you say that's wrong? I mean, if a GM doesn't do their job, Obviously, like who hired things, things need to be corrected. What about the owner? The owner, yes. The owner hired the GM, yes. So but that's aren't you why the owner? I am known. I'm known and coach. It's never been done before in league history. But yes, I am. You're, you're the yeah okay. 
My sister has my mom as her GM, and they're always successful. So I take this to heart, very much so. My mom knows football better than a lot of people, and my sister knows football better than a lot of people. So they put their heads together. So if I asked them about Jameis Winston, they wouldn't be like, "Oh, MVP." No, they'll be they'll be more realistic. Okay, so I need to have them on the show. Possibly. I yeah. want to have I want to have your family on the show with you in here one time, and I'd be curious to see if they would turn on me. Or pile no, on you. They'll pile on me. <laughs> then I sure. definitely got to have them on. Hundred <laughs> percent. They'll pile on me. Hundred percent. They wouldn't. They wouldn't stand up for their own blood. No, because they they are. Listen, like I told you before, my mom taught me how to play football. Okay. You know. So with that being said, my sister knows sports very well. With that being said, they just they understand that I'm a little crazy with this, and they're a little bit like, nah, we're gonna. Be more realistic. We're gonna. I try to draft as many Saints players as I but can. See, that's ridiculous. <laughs> they don't. They're like, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> never change, James. Never change. Hey, we're out of time. Give me your Twitter handle. Come on, man. You always doing this to How me. How are you not prepared, man? I, I'm never prepared for this. Uh, let's Jimmy see. B one one eight three. That's it. At Jimmy B one one eight three. I appreciate. All you right, guys. you have ten seconds to give us a Pelicans hot take. Go. Um, this is my hot take. You know what's gonna happen? We're gonna win the NBA finals. All right, we're about? out of time. Don't go anywhere. The Dan Patrick Show's next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott Show. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, sir.